So we're in Oscar campaign season, right? This is where if you got the nomination, you're out doing every interview you possibly can because you're hoping people like you as much as they liked your performance. And I have to say, I listened to an interview with Michelle Yeoh yesterday. She is currently Oscar nominated for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, I think the full name of the movie is. Oh my God, is she ever, she's a complete hoot, honestly. Uh, she's charming, she's humble, she's funny, and her life story is extraordinary. Uh, in the interview, she just talked about growing up. Uh, she's of uh, her grandparents came from China to Malaysia, so she grew up in Malaysia, even though she's ethnic Chinese. Um, she wanted to be a ballet dancer, so she went to England. When she was told, owing to back issues and also the fact that they just weren't ready for an Asian court of ballet member, when she was told that she wasn't going to make it, um, her mother entered her into the Miss Malaysia contest without telling her about. It. So she decides, well, what else, you know, what else am I going to do? She goes, she participates, she wins. And then, owing to the fact that she is Miss Malaysia, she gets noticed, and a film producer in Hong Kong says, I'm making a commercial, can you come and shoot that commercial? So she goes and does the commercial, meets a guy named Jackie Chan, ends up marrying the guy who was running the company. She's making movies, and I guess the most um, compelling pirouette in all of this is that she's appearing in these movies, these martial arts films from Hong Kong, as the love interest and as, you know, the seductive female. But she realizes that doing martial arts in a film is just like dancing. So she says, listen, if I can learn to do you know, a ballet, I can learn to do some martial arts for the camera. And so she makes one movie, and then she makes another one. And next thing you know, she's uh, driving a motorcycle on top of a train, and now she's Oscar-nominated for something that has nothing to do with martial arts. This portion of the show brought to you by Tom's Place. Tom's Place will suit you. Let them show you how. Good morning, Tom. John, another great story, fabulous story, and it reminds me of me. I'm humble. I'm funny. Nobody gave me any chance to make it uh, in Kensington Market selling spectacular, very high in clothing, and I'm right now in Naples, Florida. I'm leaving today, and I visited some store where I saw our labels, Canadian labels, and in, in, in the United States, in Florida, in Naples, they sell these wonderful clothing as top, top brands, which they deserve to be, and for many, many, many thousands of dollars. I saw a shirt that we carry in our store, for 278 U.S. dollars. When you mention the radio, you can have that same shirt, same pattern, same brand, only for 200 Canadians. So it shows you against all odds, against all odds, we have made it, we have landed. And at 190 Baldwin Street, we still have spectacular still going on that I was the architect of it. And that sale, we can take 150 off, 175 off and $200 off of your suits on the second floor. And these are premium suits. I wore one of those cashmere sweaters yesterday, very lightweight. We were sitting outside that we saw for $99. Over here, they're four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars Even they go up to $2,000. So, John, I made it. I stayed humble. Of course, I stayed humble. And, and I'm very, very funny, extremely funny. My wife is telling me, Tom, hang up. It's way over the time. 
don't do it to that beautiful station. So I'm leaving you, John. Thank you. All right. Enjoy Florida. Thank you, Tom Mahalik from uh, Kensington Market. All right. So um, I guess this is sort of this is a morning where in some respects we're batting cleanup on a few things because this next activist has achieved exactly what they were campaigning for. Thorncliffe Park community activist Amir Sakara was one of the many people campaigning against Metrolinks installing spurs in the Don Valley and creating a new workplace. And now Metrolinx isn't out. This they're not going to do it. It's nice to have you. Good morning. Congratulations. Good, good morning. Thank you. Um, congratulations uh, to the, the the group that organized and fought for this. Um, when we read the headlines, we thought that they were moving the train yard out of Thorncliffe. Um, but when we read the actual article, it's not the real rail yard in Thorncliffe that's being moved. It's uh, the one that was uh, slated for the Don River that was being moved. Right. Okay. So the Thorncliffe Park spur is still happening? Uh, Thorncliffe Park rail yard. So there's 700,000 square feet they're eliminating from Thorncliffe Park um, to place a train yard. Okay. So this is a different complexion from what, how I was briefed, uh, to be perfectly honest. So um, that is still an active file. That is something you're still going to be lobbying against. Absolutely. Um, I mean, this is still a big win for the community, for Mother Nature. Uh, we have a group, um, Don't Mess With The Dom, for the last three years, we followed them. They they advocated, they spent their time, they spent their money fighting for trees that ca- that can't speak for themselves. Whereas in our community, um, we, we had 10,000 petitions signed by residents of the community to, to say that they don't want this train yard in this community and explain why. Uh, unfortunately, in our community, we had uh, um, leaders that were too busy uh, figuring out ways to milk money out of Metrolinx instead of advocating for the community. So that, that's the contrast. Um, you know, our community, poor, um, uh, lower income versus a, a stronger, more resourceful community, uh, you're, you're going to get better results. And this situation, I mean, this article went around our neighborhood. Everyone thought the train yard is being removed. Um, all it does is, it, it, first of all, uh, it amplifies our message that this is blatant environmental racism and it teaches our kids that because of who you are and where you live no one's going to hear you you can get 10,000 petitions signed, but no one's going to hear you uh you need to be influential and in a way this is a good thing because uh, my whole my whole uh goal in Thorncliffe is workforce development getting people working economically empowering them and maybe because of this situation where they see an influential affluent neighborhood making a change they'll aspire to be influential and affluent one as well. Well, listen, maybe this gives uh, you hope that fighting back does occasionally work. Thanks for this. Appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you. Uh, Amir Sakara is a community activist and important to note. Um, my understanding was that he had been personally involved in lobbying against the Don Valley, and perhaps he was, but his principal interest is the Thorncliffe Park rail yards. And Worth has an asterisk noting that he was talking about environmental racism, which probably made some people go, huh? Um, there was a, an argument in the States last year after the transportation minister, Pete Buttigieg, said that highways were racist. And everyone said, how can a road be racist? Well, because the principal roadways in most major North American cities were built through poor, mostly black neighborhoods and not only were people losing their property and losing their neighborhoods, but they didn't drive. They were much less uh, likely to own a car. So that's how a roadway can be racist. 
And as Amir was just saying, um, environment, you know, environment destroying development can be racist because it often happens in poor districts where people have no voice. 743 is the time.